Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm Rachel. And we are Pelvic Service Announcement. Okay, we've been talking for forever about how exercise is the fountain of youth. Everybody needs to work out. So I don't know how it took us this long to finally get <laughs> a personal trainer, but... We have Rebecca here with us Hi. today, and we are so excited. So glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad you guys are having me. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm super excited no, that you guys have so to do much this fun. Today. Yeah, we already we're just sitting here like having yes. a blast. It's just it's just girl talk. I love yes. it. Literally, we just hit record. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The only difference. <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Who you are? How you got started working out? What made you want to train? Yes. Okay. So my name is Rebecca Gogan. Um, I have been training myself for six years now, so I've been working out training six years, um, but I've only been working as a personal trainer for about a year and a half. Um, I took a little hiatus in between the year and a half to have a baby, so I was pregnant for nine months, obviously. Um, and yeah, so I got into working out actually when I was 18 or 17, 18 around that year. Um, due to like having super bad mental health actually is kind of what got me into the gym. Um, my brother-in-law introduced me to the gym and I didn't really take it that seriously at first. I kind of just went because he went and he showed me all the things. And then as time went on um, and I got older and kind of started learning more about it myself, um, my mental health was just in a really bad spot. And so the gym was the one thing that like kept me going and made me feel good every day and all of, I don't know, it just, it made me feel better about myself on a daily basis. So then after that, I started following um, a program and this program kind of just, it just let, like guided me through the gym. I was a newbie, had no idea what I was doing. And so I started this program, started going every day, became really consistent. And then one day I like randomly posted just like a transformation picture of the last year um, on my Instagram. And I started getting tons of questions from like friends, family, how I did it, what kept me consistent, all of those things. And then I started helping some of my friends and through helping them, I made them feel better about themselves. And I think them feeling better about themselves in the gym and outside of the gym is what really pushed me to be like, no, I love this. Like I want to help other people feel the way I feel in the gym. And so after that, I had always thought about being a personal trainer, but I never really took it super seriously or even considered it. And then I want to say two or three years ago, my timelines are horrible. So if I mess this up, <laughs> that's okay. totally fine. We're not going to fact check. Okay, good. No. Um, <laughs> so about two or three years ago, um, I met two people in the gym that were super consistent, just like me. We saw each other at the gym every single day. So um, they had asked me if I was ever interested in personal training, if I ever wanted to do it. And so I kind of got nervous because I felt like I, you know, couldn't do it or that I wasn't going to be able to. And yeah, then I just started working as a personal trainer and I just started doing it and I love it. And being able to help other people through that and I don't know, get to, getting to help other people through something that I love is more than enough. Like that's the whole reason I do it is just to make sure that other people feel good about themselves the same way that I do. But yeah, started with my mental health. Then I started seeing the progress and that's what kept me going ultimately. So that's, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that too. I think the mental health aspect of whatever kind of working out you want to do, I think it's so underrated. I think until you're actually doing it, people don't get it just yes. because 
I don't know. It's just, I just don't feel like that's talked about enough, but the research is there. The research backs it up. They're yes. like, hey, this is super good for your mental health. The psychologist we had on even talked about like the benefits of some of the neurotransmitters that we get yes. from working out. So I think that's yeah. super awesome. One of the things that really made me want to have you on this podcast yes. is you posted a reel or a TikTok. I'm not sure which, but you were talking, you, you were pregnant and you were like, everyone told me that like, pregnancy would ruin my body oh, yes. or I would never be myself again yes. and then you like posted where you are today and you're like but I'm back better than ever and I was like oh my god <laughs> yes. you look amazing Thank and you. I love that you were like no pregnancy did not have to change that like you yes. can come back or build upon that because I hate saying come back because it's not yes. that you lost yes so okay so I'd never been pregnant before when I found out that I was pregnant um I freaked out because um, I was a personal trainer at the time. So my entire life was working out the way I looked, which I think it was good for me to not put so much focus on that. But at the time, that was my whole world was working out, training other people to feel better, look better, you know, all the things. And so found out I was pregnant. And as soon as I started telling people that I was pregnant, because I really didn't tell anyone until I was about 16 weeks pregnant. Um, and I think I didn't announce it until I was 18 weeks. And as soon as I announced it, I can't even tell you guys how many people, like close friends too, would like sit me down and be like, I just wish someone would have told me that like my body would never be the same and that I'd be ruined and that like, Word word for word, one girl had told me she was like, yeah, I would have never had babies if someone would have told me that oh my, my body would never be the same again. And, and that's not to bash her in any way, shape, or form. And I think a lot of women struggle with this. But I was just so terrified that I was never going to be able to do what I loved again. Yeah. And I, I'm the same way. I hate when people say bounce back because it's – you're not bouncing back. Your body is, after you have a baby, is always going to be postpartum. Like, there is no going away from so postpartum back. after that. Yeah. Yes. But what I will say is that after I had Colson and I went through the process and I did the thing and I, like, learned more about it, it's you can come back and build yourself back better. Like, that was just how I started thinking about it was like, okay, my body's not ever going to be the same. I'm going to have a few more stretch marks. I'm going to have – I had my gallbladder taken out while I was pregnant, so I'm going to have scars from that. But that doesn't mean that it stops here and I just get down on myself and never work out again or, you know, do the thing. So one of the things that I – I made a reel one time about doing pull-ups, and I was like – my body, it doesn't, might not look the same, but my body isn't broken because that was another thing that I was heard. It's like, oh, my body's just broken. Like I've just had too many kids. My yeah. body's broken. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? Like broken? How though? Like, do you just not feel good? Are you actually broken? And then I was like, no, I'm doing pull-ups five months postpartum. Like I'm not broken. Like I'm good. Oh yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I think I just had all of these fears that people were going to be right, that I was going to have Colson yeah. and I would never be able to train again and I would not ever feel like myself. And that genuinely was such a big fear for me. And then it was like after I had him, then, you know, people wanted to say, well, well, you haven't had two kids yet. Well, you haven't had three kids yet. And I'm like, okay. Well, you well. had an easy birth. You did it to, you, <laughs> yes. well, every single yes. thing. It's just like, no. Like, so don't. then you kind of just have to block out the noise and just realize that you're doing what's best for you. And, you know, but yeah. yes, yeah. 
I really love that because that's a big battle we fight in here a lot is people come in like I'm broken I'm damaged it's just like all gone there and I'm like where did it go like you're not a car yes Yes. you're not missing parts yes Yes. you don't need to replace anything you didn't blow a transmission like yeah yes and and when you think about what the body goes through with pregnancy I just think that's a testament to how resilient we are. Yes. And we've talked about how we're made for this. And I love that you've gone through that process. You've built back because it's like, to me, you break down so many barriers when you give birth and you, mm-hmm. you find, I would imagine you find out that you're way stronger than you yes. ever thought you yes. were. And so then yeah. it's like, well, yeah, getting back to this. Yes. Well, like you said, you find out that you're stronger than you even thought. Like after I gave birth and I can't speak for everyone, but after I did it and was like, oh my gosh, like I just did this. Like it's not as scary as it really is. And I think if more people would promote like, yes, you're going to have a baby. Are things going to look different and maybe feel different for a little bit? Yes. But like you said, you're not broken. You're not missing any pieces. Like you're still okay. And you can still come back from that. And if you, I think so much of it is having a good attitude towards it too. Like I just had to forget all of the comments of, you're never going to be the same. Everything's going to suck. You're never going to look the same, you know, all of the Mm -hmm. bad things and just realize that it's not impossible to feel good again. So like, I will obviously never look exactly the same, but I feel good. And I'm doing all of the things I was doing pre-pregnancy and more like you were talking about overhead squats the other day. And (laughs) I, I can do more weight on overhead squats now than before I was pregnant. So it's, I don't know. I just think all the things that we're told about pregnancy and all of the cliches of like babies ruining us is just, and we're made for it. Like literally that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like as females, that is literally what we are designed to do. And like, that's not to say in like a misogynistic, like, Oh, that's all we're good for as babies. But like our bodies can do it. Truly. That is what we are designed to do. We are the only creatures on this earth that can Mm. do it and do Mm. it multiple times and do it well. Like our bodies are created for this. We are, if one baby absolutely destroyed your body, we would have died out as a human yes. race a long time yes. ago. And so like there's there's so much, so much information out there and so many beautiful success stories like you of, you know, you know what? Yeah, I did have a baby and yeah. guess what? I'm stronger now. I can do yes. more than I ever could before. And so yeah. I think, you know, one thing that we want to drive home to like all of our listeners today is just like, yes, just because you had a baby doesn't mean that your body is ruined. It doesn't mean that you can't get back into the gym. It doesn't mean that you can't work out while you're still still pregnant. Mm -hmm. And just like there are like, just kind of like you said, just changing that narrative, changing your, your mindset into that can be huge. It's something that we have to fight a lot. Like Callie and I've talked about it where, you know, we get patients, we start asking questions and it's just like, well, well, I've had four kids. Well, I've been pregnant 18 times, like, Uh you know, and, and all of these things. And it's just like, Okay, and uh, your yes, point. Uh, so yes. <laughs> that doesn't answer my question. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think think something that really hit home with me too was when we were talking with the midwife. Mm-hmm. She was like, America looks at pregnancy as a disease process. Yes. And she was like, it's not. Mm-hmm. She was like, it is not a disease. It is a very, it's one of, arguably one of the most natural things on the planet. It's yes. not a disease. There's not something wrong with a woman. Yes. Because she is pregnant. And so we tend to look at pregnancy and postpartum like that. Oh, I have to like overcome this or I'm damaged from it. And yes. you're not. Yes. So not to say that there's not recovery, but yes. Yeah. But you're literally made for it. You're made to recover from it and yes. to keep 
going on about life. Mm-hmm. So I love, I just, I just loved every, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, we yes. have to have her on here <laughs> yes. to talk about this because this is so important. And Rachel and I can only speak about it to a certain extent because we haven't had yes, babies. And exactly. so we're only so credible. Well, <laughs> well, I also, because I used to like see it and like even during my, pre- so like in the very early stages of being pregnant, I so my first trimester, I was very, very sick, like so sick. I couldn't even move. I'd quit both my jobs. Like I, there was like four weeks where I had gotten like strep, the flu and something else all oh within gosh. a week. Oh so anyway, so I literally quit both my jobs because I knew I wasn't going to be able to work. So for the first eight weeks, I think my body had, I had lost like 35 pounds. I compl- like my body did a full 180. So yeah. I went from being able to like hip thrust, you know, a million pounds and do pull-ups and all these things to like, I physically could barely even walk sometimes. It was terrifying. So all these things that all these people had told me, I was like, oh my gosh, like they're so right. Like I'm never going to be the same. I feel terrible. All these things. So had a really rough first trimester. So rough. Then my OB, you know, she kept telling me, she was like, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Once you get to your second trimester, you'll feel so much better. Like just keep pushing through. You'll be okay. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to her, like, as long as I can get to my second trimester. So I was seeing all of the uh, – Instagram is the best and worst place for a pregnant woman, I yes. feel like, because <laughs> I was seeing all of these other pregnant women that were in their first trimester that were still working out every day and killing it. And so I was like, why can I not do this? So then I got down on myself for a little while because I didn't work out for a full eight weeks. Didn't even walk into a gym. Like, I felt like I was ruined. Anyway, so I get – it was like the day of my second trimester – I wake up, feel a mit- like my energy just like instantly came just back, and I was hours. like, "Oh my word!" Like they were so right. So I got my energy back, and so I told myself that for as long as I could, I was going to work out and like hold myself accountable and work out and um, try and feel my best, even though it was hard at first. And so I had asked my doctor about it and everything because I knew, you know, people were going to ask questions about that. And so I asked my OB and what my OB said, and I think this is such a good rule of thumb. She said, anything that you were doing before pregnancy is fine to do during pregnancy um, within moderation. So let's say if you're a marathon runner and you've run every single day of your life before your pregnancy, I know women who have run, you know, marathons and all kinds of things while they were 30 weeks pregnant. Yep. Now, I'm not a runner, so I would never have like gone into my pregnancy and started running a mile every single day because I'm not used to that. But I was lifting every day before I was pregnant, so I took her advice and I kept lifting throughout my second trimester. And so I would wake up around like six before my job and I would lift every single day. And it was quite honestly one of the only things that, like we talked about mental health, it kept me mentally sane. It, I... This is crazy, but I never once had lower back pain during my pregnancy. Beautiful. Ever. And that was like the one green flag for me that I was like, okay, I have not experienced any of of these pains. My swelling in my feet, that did, like, I didn't have any swelling at all until like the day before my pregnancy. Um, So like my swelling was reduced. My back pain was non-existent. Um, I felt like my mobility, I really focused on mobility the most during pregnancy because obviously you don't, your goal when you're pregnant is not to deadlift 500 pounds. So, (laughs) um, so I just really focused on how I felt more than how I looked too, because that was a whole mind warp too, changing every single day and your boobs growing and your belly growing and all of these things changing. And so weightlifting was the one constant thing that made me feel better and more 
human. <laughs> and Ooh, so I just that. kept that up through my second trimester, like I, almost every day. Um, then my third trimester of pregnancy, I, at, it was 30 weeks and seven days, I had a gallbladder attack and I went to the hospital. It wasn't caused by pregnancy. Like it would have happened regardless of right. if I was pregnant or not. So I don't want people to think that like, that was why I was kid I was pregnant, but, um, found out it was gallstones and that it was going to rupture soon. So if it had ruptured while I was pregnant, obviously that could have led to more problems. Yeah. So at 31 weeks, they made me wait a week. And then at 31 weeks, I had my gallbladder removed. And then after that, um, they even tell you, even if you don't have your gallbladder out, obviously not to go and like, or if you have your gallbladder out and you're not pregnant, even if that's the scenario still to like take it easy for Mm -hmm. a few weeks. So those two weeks after and everything, I just walked for two miles every single day and people underestimate walking so much. We've talked about on here, like walking is like the most underrated, underutilized form of exercise that there possibly is. Oh, for sure. It's phenomenal. Yes. And luckily I had a summer baby, so it was nice outside. So me and my mom would walk two miles every single day. Um, So even though I was limited to no weight room and I wasn't feeling like lifting weights, um, I walked every single day and I would walk those two miles and it genuinely, like, I mean, it changed the way I felt. It would change my mood. It would release the endorphins. And so, yeah, I'd never tried to limit myself to one thing during my pregnancy either. And I might not have been doing my traditional, you know, routine, but I just always tried to stay active. So I love that. I love that. Yes. <laughs> Preaching to the choir. Yes. Like I'm just like eating all yes. of this. Up. Like I love it so much. We've, you know, I mean, this is just, you know, to all of our listeners out there, like you can do it. You can do yes. it. You're doing so good. And like, don't be discouraged. Don't, like you said, don't, don't limit yourself to one thing. Don't, don't tie yourself down. And of course, we're always going to circle back. If you do have any pain or discomfort or difficulties with all the things that you're doing, come see us, come come see a pelvic floor physical therapist, go see a personal trainer. Um, and just like there, there are, there is help out there for you. There are ways that we can kind of navigate, check your form because your form's going to be different. Oh yeah. I was just about to ask you about this. Like your center of gravity changes when you're pregnant much so much actually that's such a good segue into this so um okay well first of all like you said I just really want to reiterate to everyone that training without pain is a thing like it's so possible and if you get the right help it is possible to lift with no back pain and like I just remember everyone always saying after they would squat they'd be like well I squatted yesterday so my back is hurting and I'm like wait what why (laughs) is this normal why is this normal you did not have good form then. Yes. So the biggest thing for me, especially when I'm training beginner, anyone, honestly, like let's say you've even been in the gym for six years. I mean, even I am still learning different ranges of motion every yeah. single day. Um, but so while I was pregnant, um, it did change a lot. Your center of gravity does change a lot. And so my training kind of went from like, so I did squats for as long as I could until my belly got so big that it wasn't really possible anymore. So my stance on a normal day is very, very narrow. Um, I'm more quad dominant and I'm very tall. So it's just more comfortable for me to stand more narrow. And so when I was pregnant, the biggest thing was standing very wide so that my belly had room to do things. Um, The other thing that I kind of worked around and did was I just really made sure to work on my posterior chain. So still making sure that my back was good, my glutes. That's something that I feel like is 
the biggest thing we need to talk about here is glute health. Um, not so much just to have a big butt, but do glute you want to work for us? Like, <laughs> yes, I was about to say, can we create a position just for you? <laughs> yes, that has been like one of the revolutionary things I've done in looking at people with pelvic floor dysfunction. Is what is their glute what activation are their glute doing? Yes. yes, nine times out of well, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, we've got some kind of misfiring yes. in the glutes. Yes. So, sorry. Continue. No, I you're just got perfect. So excited no, yes okay so well and here's the other thing I, I I get girls coming to me every day that's like I just want a big butt I just want a big butt and I'm like okay well there's a difference between having glutes at work and then just having a big butt so yes. there's a yes. huge <laughs> difference there and then also um yes like you said so imbalances is one of the huge ones so I used to have a huge glute imbalance my left glute was way bigger than my right glute um, I wasn't doing enough unilateral training and I wasn't focusing on engaging my core properly. So that was another thing that pre-pregnancy, and I would also argue that you can get better post-pregnancy because pre-pregnancy, my core was never really, so I always had a flat stomach. And so I never really like worried about sure. my core and how I was engaging, which is so silly because I should have been at that time. But especially after having Colson, I focused on that even more and how I'm breathing and how I'm cueing myself and making sure I'm not bulging. And all of those things are so important to engage your, to engage your glutes properly. So the biggest thing that I start my clients off with is, well, first of all, looking at if there's any imbalances, because if there is a huge imbalance, like what I had, I did unilateral training for a while afterwards, like in just trying to help compensate what I had already messed up for so long. Um, so yeah, so anything like glute bridges are a great one. And I know that those are kind of an overdone exercise, but if you do them properly, they are so helpful. Like I would have girls come in and they'd be like, oh yeah, I do these every day. But it's like, but are you engaging your core properly? Are you thinking about it while you're doing it? You know, so um, those are super important. And I think it's something that's kind of put under the table as um, people just don't think about them yeah. that yes. much, I guess. I don't know. Y'all probably deal with that no. a lot too in pelvic floor. Yeah, right? yeah, we do. Something I love, the biggest complaints I hear from PTs about personal trainers mm-hmm. is that they skip the basics, right? Because yes. everyone wants to do the cool, flashy. And everything I'm hearing from you, you're like, no, you've got to start at the basics. Yes, I love yes. it so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Well, and I will say, so if you go to my Instagram, I do – well, this actually kind of, okay, sorry. I'm going to go through so many rabbit holes, but. Go for it. That's all so, we do out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so my training, if you go to my Instagram, I do a little bit of everything. So I, back in the day when I first started, um, I kind of talked to you guys about this before we started recording, yeah. but I believed that there was only one way to be successful in the gym and that was lifting a lot of weight. And if you didn't lift a certain amount of weight, then you couldn't make progress and you weren't of value to be posting or telling people your knowledge. Okay. So that's kind of how I started. Then as I, as time went on, um, I met other trainers that they had a different approach to it and it was more about mobility and how you feel and not just, well, how much weight do you have on the bar? And so then I started doing, you know, more research for myself and I started implementing that. And I started realizing that a, I made way more progress in the gym when I started doing what felt better, not just what looked good on Instagram. And then also that, like I said, Instagram is the best, but it's also the worst because you have all these trainers that are telling you, don't do this exercise because it sucks and do this exercise because it's the best one out there on the market. And in my opinion, is there a correct form? Yes, 100%, but there is no 
one right exercise that's going to be the end all cure all. You know, I have some clients that have never done a, um, like a squat with the barbell on their back because it's uncomfortable or whatever. So we find modifications and we find other ways to squat and we do different planes of motion and we do, you know, there isn't just because you can't do a back squat right now and we progress up to that, but just because you can't do a back squat doesn't mean you can't squat or find progress in a squat in different ways, you know? Yes. I think that that is such a, like such an important piece, not only with personal training, but with physical therapy, with any sort of anything yes. anything it's just meeting our patients meeting our clients where they're at yes. you were kind of touching on this a mm-hmm. little bit before too of just like okay if you like what are your goals because if yes. I sit here and I force you know these specific exercises and these specific movements this specific training on you when you have absolutely no interest in that yes what is the point mm-hmm. and so I think that's one thing that I think that even our professors in PT school, like really, really harped on was just like making sure that we were addressing our patients' goals too. Because if their goal is to, you know, I just don't want to pee whenever I sneeze. Yeah. Great. How are we going to get there? Mm -hmm. And if me is telling them to sit there and lay there and breathe, like they're going to be like, this is nothing to do with sneezing. (laughs) If I don't have, if you don't have that education piece as well of like, okay, I know that you want to do this. We are not ready for that yet. Like we are not there. We are going to start like, okay, yes, you want to, you know, hip thrust 315 pounds. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. You can't even fire your left glute (laughs) alone. Exactly. So your right glute is going to (laughs) be thrusting 315 pounds and it can't take that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with you know doing some of that unilateral work I'm going to teach you how yes. to fire your glute just mm-hmm. laying down mm-hmm. then we're going to progress to lunges then we're going to progress to a glute bridge without any weight and just yes. kind of like I think showing them that process is so huge because that's when we get that that client buy-in that's when we get that buy-in of them recognizing okay this is going to get me to my goal. This is how this is going to work. And, you know, they're actually taking what I want into consideration. So I think that that is huge, 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 huge. Well, and it's not scary. I mean, imagine bringing a client and being like, okay, then hip thrust this 315 pound bar. Yeah. Where are they going to start? You know what I mean? It's going to be like, what in the world? And one thing that I get a lot of messages about on a daily basis is like, am I in a good spot to come to one of your classes? So I do group training classes and I keep the classes small. I keep it to about four girls per class just so that I can coach well. I think there's a huge, a huge like disconnect in group classes of like just having as many people in there as you can and not providing modifications for the client. And that um, is something that I have wanted to provide because I feel like it's missing so much. Like people walk into a class and they get overwhelmed and they do exercises that they can't handle and then they just end up getting hurt. And so my biggest thing is to come in and offer a class (laughs) where, okay, you can't do a squat. That's fine. I'm going to make a modification for you and we're going to figure it out. Okay. You can't lift that weight that's completely fine we'll start with this way and we'll work our way up and the feedback that I've gotten on that is like it's amazing when you have confidence in the gym and you can do the exercise rather than just throwing someone in like a fish on dry land like it makes your confidence in the gym feel better and you can also do it like you can do it properly so you're not doing it with pain and you can only go up from there like I always start my clients you know sometimes I tell them this might seem silly because it might seem so easy but I promise now you can do this and you can only go up so from here we'll make it harder we'll make it easier whatever we need to do but it's always easier to start at the bottom and go up than 
walk up to the 315 pound bar and just immediately hip thrust it. I love you, know? you so much. Like, <laughs> Thank you. I'm just like sitting over here like I'm oh we're gonna become best friends now. Would you yes. like to come back next week? Because yes. like, I was like do we want to make this like a three a thing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Seriously, like that is one thing that we t- that we preach a lot. You know, and a lot of our patients, whether they're pregnant or postpartum or even just like wanting to start into the gym, that's one thing that we preach a ton is start low and go slow. Because yes. especially if you're starting something new or if you're returning to an exercise that you've done before, the last thing that you want to do is overwork your body. Mm -hmm. The last thing that you want to do is do it, like start with, you know, well, postpartum or, you know, before I got pregnant, I could squat 225 pounds. So let me just load that up on the bar my first day back in the gym. (laughs) Dear Lord, no. Yes. And so, you know, we want to protect from injury. We want to make sure we're still getting that proper form and then progressing slowly enough to give your body enough time to adapt. And so I think that's a great spot where a personal trainer comes in to be able to guide you in that and you know a lot of people you know recording yourself in the gym can be kind of scary and intimidating especially if you're in a busy gym and you're not used to it yeah can be hard. I try to record myself like at least like one exercise per gym session, especially if I'm not sure about my form. That way yes. I can go back and look because I don't have somebody like I have a coach, but he lives in Wyoming. And yes. so like, <laughs> yes. unless I FaceTime him like, hey, am I doing this yes. right? Like I'm, I'm not going to get that same feedback. So if I can go back and watch it, I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, control this a little bit better. My core wasn't quite engaged here, yes. but having, especially, you know, having a personal trainer there for you, especially during those, you know, kind of formative sessions of this is how to do a squat properly you build that mind to muscle connection in a way that's appropriate in a way that is when in proper form that way if you learn that movement incorrectly and then you go load a whole bunch of weight on the bar that's when we see injury that's when we see people get hurt yes and our something we've really harped on we tell people anyone who listens we say start lifting weight or start exercising whether that's lifting really we recommend lifting for women and for a lot of different reasons but some form of exercise start now and and never stop essentially like until like and so when you think about longevity and sustainability if if I have never worked out a day in my life and I'm like I'm gonna work out six times a week for an hour and a half every day I'm gonna lift for an hour and then I'm gonna run well that's not gonna be sustainable I'm gonna get burnt out and Mm -hmm. And so that starting, starting slow, finding what's appropriate, good form, all of that protecting us from injury also creates sustainability. And something else I love about your Instagram, you, I think you posted it yesterday. You were calling it like your pouty girl workout. Yes. Pouty you, girl walk. It was just so real. Cause you were like, I don't want to do this. And we've talked about motivation <laughs> versus so discipline. But you're like, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to go do it. And then, yes. and, you know, maybe you don't have an hour and a half, but you're like, I have this 20 minutes while yes. Colson naps. Yes. I'm going to get this in and I got it done. And you've got like a walk and a little bit of a lift in. And it can be that simple. And so sometimes I think we just create these impossible standards. And that's what I love is you show realistic, like very positive self talk. And and so I just, I love your account (laughs) and I love you, you. (laughs) but I think that's really important. If we're going to sit here and talk about, you've got to, you need to do this for the rest of your life. We've got to find a way to sustain that for people. Yes. Okay. All of that. Yes. Um, first of all, I need to give my sister Aubrey a shout out for the patty girl walk because she (laughs) is the one, she texted me one day and she was like, I'm going to start implementing. Cause you know, there's hot girl walks. And she was like, I'm going to start implementing a pouty girl walk. She's like, it's the walk that you do before you hit the weights that you don't really want to be there but you got to get yourself pumped up yes. to go and I was like yes so anyway I'm, pouting, I'm need, here I'm gonna do it but yes, I'm not happy about it. girl walk <laughs> so, so shout much. out to her because she completely did that um everything you just said I need to like just 
all of it is so important. So when my clients come in, you know, they have these huge goals. Like you're saying, you know, I want a big butt, big back. Like I just, I want to get after it. Okay. So the most important thing is consistency. Um, obviously you're not ever going to see progress unless you're consistent. And so what I tell my clients is find something that you love and it might not be weight training. And like you said, I always recommend it to people because I do believe it is one of the best ways to work, but it's not the only way to get a good workout in and feel good. Um, I tell my clients, you know, I might not even be the right personal trainer for you. You might not like the style of training that I, you know, do, or you might not get along with me very well. And that's okay too, but you have to find something that you like and enjoy. So whether that be swimming or running or weightlifting or power, whatever you decide to do, but if you don't love it, you won't stay consistent with it and it's just not going to work out for you. And so I just really harp on that with all my girls and then enjoying the process too, because if you don't enjoy the process, it won't stick. Um, I had to, you know, I played basketball for eight years. And so, because I loved it. And when I got out of high school and, you know, all of our coaches would make us do these workouts that I hated. And like, I didn't see, I didn't do any of those workouts when I was finished with high school. You know what I mean? Like you're never going to stick with something unless you absolutely love to do it. And so, um, the gym for me, I'm not sure how I came to love it or what made me so passionate about it in the long run, but I, I do love it and I loved the process of getting there and I saw the results and the results kept me going and then being able to help other people through that and feel the way I felt in the gym and that confidence it just you can just keep building on that forever and you will stick with it because it becomes part of your routine too like it's just one of those things where you wake up and you're like if I don't work out I'm gonna feel terrible today it it becomes like a non-negotiable yeah it's just like I remember in PT school is where like I really got like committed Mm -hmm. to the gym is when things like really really clicked for me I had been working out like I'd kind of talked about this before you know didn't stop playing soccer after I got to college didn't want to gain the freshman 15 so I kind of got working out wasn't like super super serious about it and then in PT school it was literally just like once I kind of realized you know what maybe I want to compete one day I was like I can't make these excuses of like (laughs) I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Take an extra scoop of pre-workout. Yes, like, yeah. get over it. Get over it. Yes. And do the pouty girl walk. Yeah, you know? do the pouty girl walk. And so it's just like, it really does just become like non-negotiable instead of, you know, it becoming, well, oh, okay. Like, do I want to go to the gym today? Like, I got all this to do. It's just like, okay. Yes. So after I hit the gym, then I need to yep, go do this. Yep. And it was just like, just has become such a part of like my routine and like my day-to-day life that like, if I skip the gym, I'm like, oh no, what am yeah. I doing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I beat myself up for it, but it's just yes. like, I feel so weird. I'm like, cause I went out of town this weekend and there wasn't a gym where I was at. And I was just like, I want to oh, go this, train. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, this is different. Yes. This is what I do with all this time. Like, yes. It's weird. It's Me and my husband go in the mornings and he was lifting to get ready for the season. Well, then he retired from baseball. And so he's like, like for the first time in my life, I don't have to lift, but he still wanted to go because yes. I was still going. So he goes and he walks on the treadmill and watches like sports <laughs> yeah. for 30 minutes while I lift every morning. Cause he was like, well, I still need to do something. Well, there you go. Yep. Still so getting just, that activity. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But circling back to some things you had kind of said, what was your postpartum recovery like? Like yes. what was your um, relationship yes. with okay. the gym like postpartum? How did you go? How did, when you, did build you build back, back better? Yes. yes. Okay. So actually, as soon as you said uh, that's what I was just thinking about. So, okay. Um, I got a lot of hate for this too, whenever I started posting about it and everything. Okay. So 
the first two weeks of postpartum, you feel like a stranger in your own body. Like it is the craziest thing. The day that I gave birth to Colson, um, was like relief. Like it's literally a weight, like lifted off your, literally (laughs) off of your body. And, um, I didn't, so I, I had talked to a lot of people about, okay, like, what do you feel like afterward? Cause I was like so nervous and so anxious and, you know, I gave birth and I finally kind of, you know, sat in my mom was holding Colson and I like looked down at my stomach and like, I could literally like press my hand like all the way through my stomach and it was so scary and so just like new. And I just remember thinking, I was like, okay, like you're just going to have to give yourself so much grace. Like it's going to be slow. And you know, it took nine months to make this child. What in the world makes you think that it's going to take any less than nine months to come back? So I went, I went into it with that mindset of I'm going to give myself time and I'm going to give myself this next nine months to just take it really slow and, you know, do the, do it the right way. So the first week of pregnancy, um, or postpartum, sorry, the first week of postpartum was all the baby snuggles. I think I barely got up off the couch. I made sure to walk. Um, that was one thing actually that I did give birth in a hospital and I did have an epidural and after my labor, my left leg like went numb for a few hours, which is very normal, especially if you do have an epidural, they kind of warned me of that before I had one. Um, well, after all of that wore off, um, the first thing that I actually did in the hospital was I just walked like up and down my room and that helped a ton with like the soreness and the swelling and all of that stuff. So started walking. Um, and then the first week I just, like I said, I took in all the baby snuggles. I didn't do much. Um, by the second week still felt your hormones are just everywhere. Like I genuinely, you don't understand it until you live it. So it's just one of those things where you just feel crazy. Like I genuinely felt crazy. I, um, was very hormonal, very emotional, all the things by week two, the end of week two, I had been sitting in my house for so long that I was like, I just need to do something. Like I need to stretch. I need to, but I need to get out of my house. So the first time that I ever went back into a gym was two weeks postpartum, but I just need to put a huge like disclaimer, whatever. All I did was walk on the treadmill. That was it. All I did was walk. I just walked on the treadmill, but being in that environment again, I walked in and I just, I like, I specifically remember the first day I walked in, I felt like a newbie all over again. I was like, I don't know. I've never been used to this body. I don't know what to do or where to go. Like, where do I start? And what I tell a lot of beginners who, you know, can't come to a personal trainer or whatever is just go in and just walk, walk on the treadmill, be around the other people who are working out and bettering themselves. The environment itself helps so much. Yes. I think like if you can get in like even a good vantage point that way you like, I feel like everybody is terrified of looking like a lost puppy. It's just like, where is the cable machine? And it's just like, (laughs) if you can kind of scope it out a little bit, then you can just walk all confident over there and be like, I knew this was here. Oh, exactly. (laughs) So I walked and I remember this day I walked for 30 minutes. Um, didn't do an incline, took it super, super slow. And I was really proud of myself for going because I was super anxious, super nervous, felt like a newbie all over again. Um, I have gone to the same gym for like five years. So everyone there knows me. So I was like, everyone's going to think that I'm like back at the bottom, you know, like I was just so anxious. 
And so I did it and I was so proud of myself. And I remember I had posted a story about it and I, you know, emphasized like I'm only walking, I'm not lifting weights, like, but I just needed to move and being in that environment helped me so much. And so I started getting a lot of hate from other moms. I started getting a lot of hate from other people, you know, just people all across the board. And my sister, Aubrey, give her another shout out. She really helped me kind of get through, especially just after you have a baby, but everyone's going to have an opinion about what you're doing and they're always going to have something to say and they're always going to tell you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong, quote unquote. And so I just kept going. So at two weeks postpartum, I started walking on the treadmill every single day. I would walk the same thing, two miles, like what I did when I was in my third trimester. Um, and I would stretch. I made sure that I was stretching and just building myself a routine to get back into the gym for when I could start yes. lifting again. That was what was so important to me was building those habits early on because I could. I felt great. Two weeks postpartum, my body felt good like that was one thing that I have a lot of clients I've had babies they come to me and they're like nothing feels normal like I and that's not saying that to brag but I think going um like working out and going through my second trimester and my third trimester with all that movement my body craved it like my body needed that to feel normal normal. again yes and so I started walking um and that was how I started. So then obviously at, I think my six week appointment was actually at seven weeks. Um, and I had done at six weeks, um, I hadn't seen my doctor yet because it was like the next week, but I did start lifting. I think I started lifting like fives and tens. Um, so nothing above what they like normally tell you mm-hmm. to do, but I started doing all of the same movements again. So body weight squats, I started doing, you know, RDLs with 10 pounds. And also if you think about it, this is something so silly to me. I had a lot of moms coming to me and like bashing me for, you know, going to the gym or whatever and lifting and whatever it may be, even post six weeks. Um, and I kind of got on my stories one day and I started thinking about it and I was like, I'm training for life. Like if you think about a mom and the car seat that you carry, that car seat alone weighs like 35 pounds. Like you think you're not so, deadlifting? Yes. Yeah. Like you're deadlifting what? 10 pounds yes. versus a 35 pound exactly. car seat plus the baby plus, plus your the diaper baby, bag plus your plus di- Exactly. <laughs> so it's like for you to come at me for lifting 20 pounds off the floor it seems kind of silly when you consider everything just as a mom does in a day. Yes. And I had yes. had a friend that she actually like her back gave out because she had lived, she had picked up her son um, postpartum and uh, she just tweaked her back in the wrong way and I started thinking about it and I was like well if you think about every time you're picking up a kid that's the motion of a deadlift if you think about carrying that car seat that is the motion of a carrying walk like there's so many things that we do every single day a squat squatting down onto the toilet like it's just it all correlates and so I think when you think about it like you're training for like I'm training to be a mom like I want to keep up with Colson and I want to keep up with my lifestyle and the only way to do that is to train and you don't have to lift 300 pounds but you can you know stay active stay moving and lift what you can and you're gonna feel so much better in your everyday life I love you so much like I'm gonna say that like 12 (laughs) more times this episode but like yes yes yes. like I wish we had like a round of applause but I wish we had a slow clap button yes because no you're absolutely right and that's something that we've kind of talked I think when we talked about c-sections I think because a lot of moms are just like you know they say you know you have this crazy abdominal surgery and then they're just like okay you have an eight pound lifting restriction it's like my baby baby weighs weighs more than that yes and then they're just like oh well 
other than that. Other yes. Than, yes. Great. Thank Great. you Great. for awesome. that help. Yes. And we, how, how long has science been telling us we're not meant to be sedentary creatures. We're meant to move. Yes. Moving. Until you're pregnant. Until, until you have a baby. Yes. What? That makes no sense. When people have knee surgeries, hips, all of these surgical procedures, we get them up and walking day Immediately. one. Yes. Yeah. But pregnancy, Why do we all of a sudden different? the rules are different. No. You, no. So I love that. And yes. it's just like, and yeah. it's, it's so much that your body individually goes through. Like you said, like yes. your hormones all over the place. Yes. Like we talk, hormone casserole, mm-hmm. hormone casserole. Mm-hmm. Then you have, if you had a C-section, now you have to worry about that and that mm-hmm. incision. Now you have to worry about that healing. If you had any sort of tearing, now you have to worry yes. about that. Even if you sneezed and that baby popped out, that is still a trauma. That is still a trauma to your body. That is still yes. something that you have to worry about. So not only do you have the things that like you have to worry about with your own body, you have a whole life human that yeah little baby like helpless human child that is now completely dependent on you yes to sustain itself yes and yeah. so like like you said like you are training to be a mom you're yeah. training for it to to live to for your life like those movements that we do whether it's a deadlift or a squat like those are functional things that we yes. have to do that's why that's why we teach them like i, t- I, I give- teach every single patient how to squat and how to deadlift yes and so, almost immediately yeah. And it's just yeah. because it's such a functional movement and so many people are afraid of that movement. But if you can build up your tolerance to it, like yes. your friend, like yeah. if you can build up that tolerance to it and doing it in the right way of like, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to pick up my baby off the ground, but I can deadlift 300 pounds. Exactly. Like, this is nothing. Yes. I'm just going to use the exact same form and we're going to be yes. great. And it's just like, it, it blows my mind. Like Callie said, like, why do all of a sudden the rules change? Yes. They don't. They don't. They don't. Yes. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. And that was actually, um, I guess I kind of skipped past the whole like delivery process, but, um, (laughs) when I was pregnant, I do remember even, um, like, well, not from my doctor. And that's the other crazy thing is like, I never heard these things from my doctor. My doctor was never the one telling me to be sedentary and not do anything. They tell me to move, but everyone else around me was like, why are you still doing like, I, like, I don't know if I already mentioned that, but I got so much flack for working out while I was pregnant. Oh, because we talked about this before, but someone told me that my baby's umbilical cord would wrap around its neck and die if I kept working out. And I just remember freaking out and being like, why would you tell someone that? Like, luckily I have the knowledge to know that that's not true. But if you told someone else that, I mean, they might sit until they, you know what I mean? Right. And so, and I, um, when I gave birth, so I... I was induced as well. Um, I was four centimeters dilated when I was going into the hospital. And I went in at 8.30 and then Colson, they broke my water at 8.30 and then Colson was born by 12.48, I think, like to the time. Um, and I had an amazing delivery experience. Um, one thing that I do really want to preface um, that I feel like isn't talked about very much is pushing. Um, while I was pushing at the hospital, and this is nothing against the nurse. All of my nurses were amazing and fabulous. Um, one of them did say, though, to push like I was pooping. And that bothered me a tiny bit because I feel like when I was pushing, I was using my core, not my butt. And so that really, I talked to my mom about that after I delivered. I was like, mom, I, why would they tell me to push like I was pooping? Like I'm not pushing, like the baby is not coming out of my bottom. Like yeah. the baby is coming through, you know. Different spot. Yeah, different, different spot. place. And so I just remember like, 
I was so used to contracting my core before and feeling all of that, that when I actually went through the birthing process, it was so much easier for me. So I only pushed for 15 minutes and I think I only pushed like six times or something like that, but I could feel it. Like the core engaged, like you can feel it. And so I just think that's another thing. And again, I'm not a doula, so I'm not like a pushing coach or anything, but I just, that cue to me of push like you're pooping was very odd to me because I was like, that is not even not, the same yeah. muscle no. like, that I'm using. No. <laughs> so, so that's something yeah. we work with patients on in here when we're talking about birth prep is really core engagement, core strength, and then pelvic floor relaxation and learning yes. kind of how to coordinate the two. And I ha- actually had a patient who was like, that was a game changer because she had had a birth before learning all that. And then she came to pelvic core therapy and we had worked on that. We had worked on like this, how you rest your pelvic floor. Plus we had got her core really strong, taught her how to do that engagement. And she was like, it was completely dip. Like it was a game changer. Yeah. 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 So that's, that is so awesome that you just intuitively knew that. Yeah. I just wanted to talk on that because I think that is something like I, going into it, I was very nervous. I didn't know what I was doing. I never had a baby before. So I was like, what in the world? And then my body. So it just kind of goes, like you said, full circle. We keep saying it, but full circle, like training before and during and after, like my body had learned what to do almost like on its own because I was so used to doing that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but your body knows what it's doing. And so moving it and like when you work out every single day you know that mind to muscle connection like when you're that in tune with your body like what else is crazy is when I found out I was pregnant I found out like right away like right away I knew something was wrong because I was deadlifting thought I had a hernia wasn't a hernia (laughs) baby but I was deadlifting and I was a child yes I think I was like three weeks and I was like something just feels so off like I know that something's and then that was when I found out that I was pregnant and I was like oh my word but it's you know I think that's another when you're so in tune with your body and you listen to it every single day it's just one of those things where like everything becomes a little bit easier. I want people to know that training doesn't make your life harder. It should never make your life harder. It should be something that you enjoy and that makes your life easier. And so that's something that I really preach to my clients is like, um, I, yesterday I had a few clients that came in and they were like, listen, like all I've got in me is a few exercises. Like I didn't even want to be here. And I was like, first of all, proud of you for coming. That's the first, that's yeah. the hardest part is just showing just up for yourself door. when you don't want to. And we did those few exercises and almost every single time you will feel a hundred times better. Like okay. just do what you can, you know, like yes. it doesn't have to be a whole workout. No. Even me working out while Colson was napping, like just do what you can. And those small actions every single day amount to big changes huge. over yes. time huge 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 that, I, I was talking to a friend about she was like well I'm like having trouble staying motivated she's been trying to get into the working out thing and I was like you are not gonna ever regret working out yeah you're no. only gonna regret not doing it yes so that yeah that's awesome amen yeah I love it yeah I love it so much did you have any other questions I know yeah, I, I was, was gonna, gonna say, say something. Something. you look like you had another question um what is something that you wish that beginners knew someone that's like first time trying to work out first time trying to find a program that works for them yeah what is something that you wish that they knew um okay that so there's a few things um so that it's not it doesn't have to be hard um find what you enjoy doing that I think is just the biggest thing find what you love and we've kind of already been over that um Uh, so yeah, just find whatever you like to do. And then the third thing is show up for yourself and just try 
every single day to do a little bit more, not more in the sense of like, you know, overextending yourself, but like start out with a 20 minute workout. Just that 20 minutes is all you need. Just start with a 20, start small and then let that build. Kind of like what we talked about at the very beginning, start slow, start small, um, and start where you're comfortable. Maybe you're not super comfortable, you know, even going and asking for help from a personal trainer or PT or whatever. And so maybe start at your house, start, you know, start with walking, um, the biggest thing that I always tell clients if they're going into like a conventional gym is like, just start with walking. Like I promise even just starting with that and just moving is going to help a ton. Um, and then for someone who wants to get into weightlifting and doesn't know where to start, or maybe is just newer to it, I would just say, be patient. Um, it's taken me six years to get where I am today and having a baby to get where I am today. And so I, you know, I get a lot of messages about, um, how long can it take me to grow a butt or how long can it take me to do this? And I just want everyone to know that everyone's timeline is different. So you might be able to progress a lot faster than your best friend or your best friend might be light years ahead of you. And that's okay. Like everyone starts somewhere and your starting point isn't any less than, than where my starting point was. Like everyone starts somewhere. And so being nice to everyone in the gym in personal training and group classes, like, um, kind of goes back to just meeting people where they're at and it's going to be hard. Um, and it's probably going to be super uncomfortable at first, but the more you stick with it and the more you see those results, it will come and it will pay off in the long run. Um, that was kind of a lot cause there's just a lot of yeah. things, but <laughs> I, yeah, biggest thing is just, it's gonna, it, it's gonna take a lot of patience yeah. to see the results that you want to see. And, um, I get a lot of people that want to come for four weeks and see, you know, Immediate, tremendous results. Yeah. And the other thing is, I think results are not just physical. Um, I started asking my clients, you know, how do you feel today? And when people first come to me, one of the questions I ask them is, what are your goals in the gym? Not weight related. Like, I don't want to hear anything about weight yes. because not that that's not important, but, you know, is your goal to feel better, you know, every single day is your goal to do a pull-up is your goal you know like having those goals to grasp rather than focusing on the number on the scale I think is so huge because you're making progress whether you know it or not and sometimes this number on the scale isn't even going to move and you could do a pull-up at you know the weight that you were yesterday but you can do a pull-up now like that's amazing that's huge and so um non-scale victories are huge and um mental you know mental state are you feeling better mentally are you more clear-headed do you feel better throughout your day um that self of like a comp or that sense of accomplishment after you finish a workout I think that goes such a long way like I'm way more confident as a person in my everyday life from working out just from working out like that alone made me so much more confident because if I can go in and crush a workout like I can go and talk to someone that I've never met before you know what I mean so yeah. There's just so many that. benefits. Yeah. So I many. Love that. Yeah. And we've I talked talk about, about it all the time. And there's we've talked about it too, like all the other health benefits that yes. are not like appearance related. Mm-hmm. It's just it's amazing. It's literally yeah. the fountain of youth. Like that's yes. my mantra. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, I always amazing. joked that like well, a while ago, I like back in like my high school when I played soccer, like I just have big thighs. Like yes. my legs are just massive yeah and I always used to be super self-conscious about it I was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh like my legs are so big and like <laughs> what the heck and I was like, my legs are bigger than all these boys out here like what is going on and so then it was like 
out of the blue the other day at the gym there's a couple guys that I'm like good friends with and we all kind of like push each other around and stuff and like try to motivate each other and I went up they were like doing legs or something and like like flexing in the mirror and I was just like wow my legs are bigger than yours that's embarrassing (laughs) for you (laughs) it just like it kind of took me a second and I was just like that's hilarious like that is something that I used to be so self-conscious about now I make fun of these boys because my legs are bigger than theirs yeah and it's just like 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 you said don't be afraid to you know yes it's there's nothing wrong with having a weight goal there's nothing wrong with having a shape goal but don't let that be your only driving force because that's just gonna let you down sometimes yes and and just focusing on those those mental wins the health marker Mm. wins things like that like those are so huge those are so huge so make fun of the boys if you have bigger legs than them please make fun of them please (laughs) yes um, so I did have a question. If one of our listeners wanted to join your class or anything, yes, or they yes. wanted to, where can we find yes, you? Yes. How can they? Um, okay. I'm actually, is it okay if I go look at my, I don't even know what my Instagram handle is. Yes. <laughs> I was, like, I was <laughs> trying to remember it and I was like, I don't even know what it's under. Okay. Can I like actually spell it out? Absolutely. Okay. So it's Rebecca Hope, but it's R-E-B-E-K-A-A-H-H-O-P-E. That's my Instagram. Um, you can just DM me if you would like to come to one of my classes. So I try and keep all of my group classes pretty small. Um, I like to have them smaller so that I can really coach everyone well. Um, so I do weight training classes and it's mixed in with a little bit of cardio. They're circuits. So there's four circuits. Um, and then I also offer personal training. So yeah, if you just want to shoot me a DM, tell me what you're interested in. If it's personal training or group classes, um, I can give you my pricing and all of that good stuff. And yeah, we can just chat. Even if you just have like questions about training and not specifically like wanting to train specifically with me. Um, however, I can guide you in the direction. Um, like I said, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but maybe I can help you find what does work for you. So I just think it's such a good intermittent intermediate 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 yeah. resource because maybe you're not having pelvic pain you're not having yeah. incontinence but maybe you don't need a physical therapist you don't need yeah. us but you're just like well I've like we've been talking about all these benefits and I don't know where to start and I really don't need like to go to physical therapy well this yes. is an awesome resource to if you go to her you may not even need to come see us <laughs> yeah honestly no, no. you may not ever need us or she may put us out of business yeah. no we're no. just, just gonna hire her anyway no I recommend people to y'all all the time oh, yes I awesome. love that yeah. so much well we will tag you so people can find oh, it. We yes, can link yeah, we'll tag you everything. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys so, so much. So I did. We had talked a little bit. And I'm super excited because yes. Rachel and I always do patient wins, and we want to do those. But since you have clients, wanted to yes. hear like your client win Kay. for the week. So okay, wait. So I have a question. Is the client? And I don't know. You might need to edit this out or something. But <laughs> is the client win like something that my clients did or something that? I helped them with. Or either, does it matter? Either. 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 Just something okay. you're like super proud of. It's like, this is what we accomplished. They accomplished okay. whatever. Okay, like perfect. Yeah. Yesterday, actually, this is like the perfect example. So yesterday, um, my client wins slash coaching wins are three of my girls came to class when they said they almost didn't come. And I know Beautiful. that seems little, but them just coming, like all of them left with, well, first of all, they put me in a better mood for showing up, but they all left with, better energy. Um, one of my girls texted me this morning. She was like, I'm so glad I came last night. I slept so well. And I was like, amazing. Like that's so good. So yesterday the small wins were, you know, all my girls showing up and showing up for themselves. And then, you know, one of my girls even getting a better night's sleep, like that's huge. Um, and then for me, I would say a huge like coaching goal has been getting out of my comfort zone with my group classes. Um, 
I was super nervous to start them. I didn't know if people were going to want to come or if they were going to, you know, if it was even going to be successful. But it has actually, like, been so good. And consistently I've had new people come and um, I've been able to, like, share what I know with them. And so, yeah, that's been a huge that's win amazing. for me. That is, is awesome. Having people come to my classes and getting to share with them what I know. So, yeah. That is so cool. I love Thanks. that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Rachel? Yes. So I ended up discharging one of my favorite patients yesterday. It made me so sad. (laughs) She was so, just such a delight to work with. She's super sweet. And um, she, we really haven't even been working together that long either, but she was coming with some pretty significant incontinence, had high urgency, high frequency, lots of behavioral modifications that we were able to make and just kind of calming down some over, some of her overactivity. Um, but she came in yesterday and she was just saying, she was like, I feel so confident. Like you have taught me so much about my body, about how it works, how it moves like I feel so much more connected to my body than I ever have before and she's just like I know that I have the tools to move forward and that like even if my symptoms maybe do come back like I know what I need to do without like running back screaming in here I was like you you absolutely can do that like 100% you can still come back Um, but she was just like I feel like I have all the tools that I need um, to just like move forward and she was just like kept saying over and over just how confident she felt and I was like that is like the biggest thing that I can give you like as a PT as like a clinician as an educator like just giving somebody the knowledge and the confidence to understand their own body understand how it works and what they need to do to take care of it I'm like my job is done yes my job is done yes I love that awesome that's Kelly okay mine was really fun because this patient came in she was just one of those people who'd been in chronic pain and sometimes those people they just get really down because it's depressing to be in pain and she had been just chronically chronic pelvic burning for like two years oh wow so she came in no burning for this is the second time for so this is the second time she's been in here that she's had no burning so she's starting to feel like this is a consistent thing and she's like a completely different person she came in she was smiling where before she was coming in like not making eye contact head down just in pain and she came in smiling so happy she was like the burning is gone she was like it's been gone it hasn't come back I've been able to travel no burning no burning with intercourse which was another problem that kind of ramped thing things up so just thriving pain-free and just a completely different person because when you're pain-free you can be a different person you're not in pain all the time and you're a lot happier when you're not in pain all the time so that was super super awesome I love seeing those transformations you're just like the confidence thing yeah Yeah. I love seeing and I'm sure you see it with your girls too it's just people completely change and just I, like, I like love that yes. and just like how they hold themselves is just like when you see that change especially if like if they don't really see it themselves like I've had a lot of patients where even like at the end when we're like discharging and stuff I'm like your confidence is higher your mobility is better yes. like and I just kind of start like naming things and they just get like this biggest smile on their yes. face they're like you notice that too I'm like yes like yes. I can see it just the way that you carry yourself yes. just the way that you walk into a room is 10 times different than what it was yes and it's it's oh it's just the best it's so rewarding yeah I love it's it so rewarding I love it um, do we want to do a board question? Yes. Okay, because I did bring one. I was going to say, if you've got it, let's I do, do it. it. I did bring one. Okay, so we'll do this really quick, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. So this is a little bit of a case study. Ooh. So I thought it would be fun. 
A 52-year-old female presents to your clinic with complaints of intermittent pressure and pain in the vaginal area. The patient reports that the vaginal deliveries for both of her children were very rapid. She reports the vaginal symptoms worsen after activity, such as exercise, gardening, and standing for prolonged periods. Medical history is positive for Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, gastroesophageal reflux disease, and left shoulder subluxation. Your initial physical findings include seven positive points on the Baton hypermobility scale and increased lumbar joint mobility at L4, L5. What do you expect to find on your pelvic floor exam? A, active trigger points. B, carbuncle, which is a painful red bump that fills with pus and can rupture. Oh. <laughs> C, they're not fine. No. C, pelvic organ prolapse. Or D, strong pelvic muscles. Rachel? C. Yes, pelvic organ prolapse. So honestly, A, you could have some active trigger points, but that's going to be like the secondary problem, especially with the rapid vaginal deliveries and that positive Ehlers-Danlos, which is a hypermobility syndrome. So you kind of had to know what the Baton, which it kind of tells you the Baton hypermobility scale. So she's got... Kind of tells you what it is. (laughs) We've got all of these hypermobilities pregnancy these these patients can be at risk for prolapse and so with these symptoms which are pretty classic prolapse symptoms the pressure especially yeah. after activity so c is correct pelvic yeah. organ prolapse with this one i like kind of like this one because we haven't had one like this yet where it's just like there are like two answers that you could probably get rid of pretty quickly like the strong pelvic floor if if you're having symptoms of pelvic floor anything there's a good chance there's some dysfunction in those muscles so we can right. kind of rule that one out um the carbuncle like it's just like so off the it is, wall yeah, just kind of off the wall out of left field like eh, no not really um but then we have these two other answers where it's like mm, it could be either one of those like either one of those makes sense and so it's kind of like one of those questions where it's like, this is the right answer, but this one's like the, the most the second right. best answer. Yeah. So it's not that all of them are completely wrong except for C, but C is the most correct one. So <laughs> and for all of our students out there, that is a common Yes, that's how <laughs> the board answer works. Type. You yeah. can have two right answers, but it's what is the most correct. Yep. So keep that in mind. And that's why you need to read all of the answers. Because you could have just read A and been like, oh yeah, I see patients all the time who have an overactivity. That that checks out. But you got to read all the answers. Yep. So that Good was our question. board question really quick. Thank you. Thank you. Technically, that's not like a PT board. That's for the Herman and Wallace pelvic rehabilitation practitioner. But I thought you could see that on the board very easily. For sure. Okay, Rebecca, yes. the last thing I wanted to do, whenever we have a guest, we really like to have them do our PSA, our pelvic service announcement. Yes. So do you have a PSA for our listeners? Um, my PSA is just that everything we talked about today, these are just my opinions. They're, I'm not saying that you have to do any of these to be successful in your you know, journey to health and wellness. Um, but yes, definitely get help if you need it um pt therapists are amazing my sister has gone to one for so many years i need to start going to one yes so um yeah asking for help is never wrong um everyone's journey is going to look a little bit different and everything that i talked about today is just my opinion on all of it so yeah you're doing it <laughs> you're, thank you so much thank for being you. Here. Oh, yes thank you guys for having this was me. awesome <laughs> this was wonderful yeah. um we're gonna have her back like a million awesome. more times <laughs> literally so we're gonna y'all get ready regular. to hear her voice thank pretty often you. 
Uh, but no, seriously, like thank yes. you for sharing yes. your journey and your thank experiences. You. And I think that that is like, I don't know about y'all, but I'm like super mo- motivated to go to the gym right now. Yes. Like, yeah, I, I want right to go now. lift right now. <laughs> I went this morning and I'm like, can I go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do it two days now. Let's do yes. it. Let's do it. Oh my goodness. Well, thank so. you yes. guys so much. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. We will yes. link all of your information. So if you guys want to see, you're like, what is she talking about? What is, go follow her on Instagram. Even if you don't live here, I've stolen some of her exercises. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Steal all of them. Save them all. I, steal them all. I try to give credit do. where credit. I'm like, okay, I got this from this girl. Yes. But it was like, no, especially some of my more advanced. I'm like, this would be perfect. Yes. So love her. Love you for coming love on. Thank this was you. great. We're you guys. absolutely going to have to do this again. Yes. yes. But that's, that's all I have for you guys this week. Awesome. That's it. Yeah. Thank you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You guys, thanks for that was coming. So yeah. fun. So okay. Fun. I-